Hey guys, welcome back to Wondering Faith, a show where we discuss all the things that faith makes us wonder. Today, Paul and I sat down with our friend Matt Kuski, and uh, should I do it that way? Matt Kuski? <laughs> Matt Kuski. Yeah. Matt Kuski. And we were wondering, where's the question? Oh, here we go. If I really want to take my faith seriously, should I work at a church? Hope you enjoy. Wonder does abound. Even amidst the confusion and troubles in this fragile but precious world. <laughs> well, so what if I don't want to take my faith seriously? <laughs> what should I do? Good luck. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. The well, ship sailed on that one. Yeah, it's true. Am I in the wrong, right line of employment or not? I don't know. So well, should we introduce our guest? We here? should, yes. yeah. Matt, tell us about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not okay, going to okay. so have our name. guest introduce yeah. not so, how that works. Do, do, right? Two truths and a lie. No. Uh, but do share kind of where you're from, how you got here, and your experience maybe with work and with church work and all the kinds of whatever related things you want to share with that. Like what you do and then also what kind of sure. yeah, experience yeah. you got. No. With okay, so... I, uh, I moved down to Texas two years ago. It's about two years, actually, like next week. Wow. So Nice. Uh, I grew up in the Midwest, Green Bay, Wisconsin, home of the Packers. woo Yeah. Um, go cheese. <laughs> go cheese. Go yeah. Pack. That's go. what they say. Oh, yeah. They right. say go, go back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always try to think of it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that, that's like kind of where I grew up. Um, went to college in Nebraska. All sorts of fun Midwest stuff. That's a lot. Of, yeah. A lot of Midwest, a lot of planes. Uh, but I grew up all over the country because my parents are church workers. Mm-hmm. So uh, we they're both teachers. Both teachers. Both teachers. Um, they've done all sorts of different grade levels. Mm. Um, but yeah, that was kind of my upbringing. So I understand that perspective. But uh, I work from home uh, for a multinational company. Oof. You, you get a name job or you got to keep it? I, I, keep don't, it. I don't think, I don't think they're going to care. <laughs> I, I work for Discover, uh, the financial This podcast company. brought to you by Discover. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> 1% cash back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no guarantees on any of your rates or anything. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I've been uh, doing that for the past couple of years. And I was at a previous company before that. Um, yeah, what was your other job? What did you do? I was a senior compliance officer at a student loan servicer. Student loan servicer. For the government. A lot of compliance. Lots of compliance. Lots of compliance. I'm in compliance, yeah. Yeah, which I still don't know what that means. And maybe today, <laughs> maybe today as we talk, we'll figure we it out. We should learn things. Yeah, well, we if that's not things. in the Bible, I don't understand it. <laughs> well, there is compliance in the Bible. Ooh, ooh, ooh. What? Blow our minds. Tell us. Oh, what man, what is this? Like, I do want to know. Well, I mean, think about it. The Ten Commandments. Those are laws, right? Yes. We have laws today. How do you execute following laws? That's compliance. Following the law. Um, yeah. Finally, a language I can understand. <laughs> well, okay, this is good, though. Yeah. That, that's actually, that really totally makes sense. a way to explain it. Maybe. Wow. I don't know. Okay, so Matt, you grew up being in the world of professional church workers, because that's where your family is in. Yeah. And you did not go that route. No. So as you were growing up, like, did you think you would want to be in church work? Or did you always say, not really? And like, how is like your family and even like your parents with that? Like, did they 
want you to do a certain job? Like, that's a good question. Uh, no, I did not want to go into church work okay. at all. Like, just wanted to be different. Want to be different? Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't think it was like a. Oh, that's such a horrible thing. Like, yeah. that's not at all. But I didn't want to do that. I wanted to branch out. Of that. Like, my grandparents were Lutheran teachers. Okay. So you've got a family history of yeah, Lutheran like it's part of church the, work. Yeah. So I kind of just, just like in high school started looking at like business, like yeah. different hmm. schools that offered that. And I definitely went to a Lutheran school to get my business degree, but yes. I just did not want to do the church work. It just wasn't where my passion yeah, was. Yeah. So you really, from a, the first time you were thinking about it, you were like, eh, I don't know, something, yeah. forge a new path kind For of thing. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And your parents, they thought that was great or they thought oh no <laughs> uh they wanted me to do whatever i thought was my plan or whatever i found interest in uh, yeah i do remember my mom said something about like yeah your grandma asked like why aren't you gonna be a teacher <laughs> <laughs> and i just be like because i don't want to be like i didn't know what else to like say but like this wasn't what i wanted to do yeah. i think like that was like something maybe they wished for me, maybe mm. my grandparents. I don't right. know. Yeah, like, yeah. I never told I'm, I'm sure. That, but yeah. it could have been something that perhaps they just thought was the right thing to do, or mm. like that's how they were brought up. So like that's all there yeah. was, or yeah. what, it was a choice. Yeah, and they really enjoyed that probably, and a big part of their life and their identity. Uh, and then their kids, you know, your parents, whatever exactly. they, they did that. So that's that's big. What well, I I kind of lead off with that because I think that's a a big pressure that can be felt with people that are in you know church work and they've got family that's church work i mean that's i don't know if you would necessarily experience any of that pressure but your yes. dad being a pastor like you, you kind of did fall in line with i, I did and I, I i think it was she says like i don't know what other people do <laughs> yeah. yeah well that's the thing it's like, <laughs> it's like I don't, how do people have chosen it's yeah. like i don't know how you spend time in a, i don't get it like i see i know what a, yeah i, I was just telling about this yesterday when, when he was when he was over uh, like I've said, better I'm probably both going to say, we do not understand what <laughs> what people do for a living. So this uh, office you speak of, what yeah, is it? Yeah. What is a cubicle. Yes. I don't even know anymore because I, I work from it. home. But yeah, no. Yeah, yeah it, it's different. Yeah. And I think when I, when I, yeah, when I was younger, I... I, I, I had different, I think, dreams. I was like, ah, I want to be an architect or I want to be, you know, a, I, I don't know, something outdoors or whatever. But then it was kind of like, well, I don't know what I would do really. And I, I trying to envision myself in a different space. But I think, I think part of the reason our, or, or at least our question for today is to take your faith seriously. Do you have to work in a church? And, yeah. and I ultimately, you know, maybe if a young person is listening and they're thinking about their faith, I mean, we do need, Actually, we do need people working yeah, in churches we have, right we now. We have a pastor we have, shortage. We have, we have, we have a everything. lot of we have, we have a big need for that. But sure. but I never ever ever want anybody to think that that's the only way to take faith seriously. Like I never want anybody to think that okay, pastors are the only ones that take faith seriously, or people that have dedicated their life to mission field or or uh, teaching or whatever that is. They're the only ones that are taking their faith seriously. Right. Rather, they're really every, doing God's work. Right. And everyone right. Else is yeah. not. But everyone, right, in their in their uh, in their vocation, in their role, in the place that God's called them, is called to take their faith seriously. And each one has a different kind of responsibility, and also, honestly, a different opportunity, right? Because I mean, I don't, as a pastor, one of the things that I kind of struggle with is, and I. I'm not around a whole lot of unchurched people all the yeah. time. Like I'm not. Mm. That's not that's not built into my schedule. Mm. Um, my schedule is pretty much 
at church with church people all the time. And so the only time that I'm around unchurched people is if if I have a lot of free time or, yeah. or yeah. Well, I right. try to find those other spaces. It's kind places. of ironic. I did hear a pastor yeah. share a story recently about how at his church he was going to have like bring a friend, you know, day where yeah. and like, you know, it's the day, day where you bring someone that's unchurched. And yeah. <laughs> as the day was getting closer, he realized <laughs> I don't have anyone to bring. <laughs> yeah, so, we laugh, but that's not funny. Yeah, well, no, it's, <laughs> like, he's like, this is wrong. So what yeah. he did was he brought his only Presbyterian friend that he knew. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, you're, you're going to have to do. Oh, uh, and just told man. people, this, he's not a member of our church. And he's like, it felt so wrong because he was asking all the his, all his, his people at his yeah. church to bring right. someone that doesn't go to church, but he didn't have you know his life. So it's it's yeah. a real thing. Totally. That we we kind of get in our, I guess, get in our bubble. And it's good to be involved in the lives of people at church but yeah then you you aren't in dealing with well we both aren't dealing with people not in church as much whereas you matt i mean i know you work from home so it is a little bit different but but it's it's like the opposite like mm. i almost like miss like being around church people mm. and i look forward <laughs> to like sunday more yeah or like wednesday or like yeah, yeah. like because growing up like being in a lutheran school right. i had that every day it was like yeah pray, pray at the end of the day pray at like certain things or in college, when I was like involved in meetings, you like pray. I do not pray in meetings at work right. openly with other people. <laughs> before like, that, they might look at me like uh, before that speech in front of four hundred people. You you do not. Let's begin with a prayer, everyone. Yes. Bless the Who food. is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> like, can we mute him? Is that possible? No. Yeah. He's he's not following compliance. Right. <laughs> Shoot. No, Cold but colored. that does make sense. And I mean, you've been awesome to have here and be involved and like really making the most of all the different opportunities that we have. And it is cool to hear that, like, for you, because for us, this is, like, all our world. This is what we right. do kind of day in, day out. But to hear that, it is, like, nice to have some times carved out in the week to yeah. hang out with some fellow Christians at, you know, at church, different activities. I'm glad that that's something that you look forward to. Yeah, and, and caveat to that, like, not everybody discovers not a Christian. Right, like, right. I, <laughs> like, just to, like, make sure everyone understands that, like, the world doesn't end, like, at the boundaries of, your church like and christianity permeates everywhere. yes everywhere so what what does what does faith how does faith shape the uh, vocational minute like ministry ultimately right outside of a quote-unquote ministry context so how does how does faith shape work and life at discover or just in, in life in general right yeah. i mean because uh i think it it seems clear like okay so faith would shape Okay, we're at, at, a, at a church. Well, there's things you're talking about at faith, but so how does that yeah. shape, and how does that look like in a in a non ministry context? Because actually, like I said, I think there's probably more ministry opportunities oh, totally. outside of kind of church work. Again, the church yeah. kind of is the place to equip, empower, enable, uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, just release people to be yeah. able to go out into that into the various places that they're at, yeah. and then do real ministry, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like. And point people, show people. Yeah, kind of. So I guess, how does that how does that shape you in uh, at Discover or just kind of in life in general? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. I think for me, it just gives me the the framework or the mindset of like how I interact with people. It's it goes back to like things you guys have talked before on this podcast: relationships. Like that's one of our best all... listeners right here, <laughs> by the way. You every every listen counts. <laughs> we, we we appreciate everyone. That's fair. Uh, no, I, I think when I think about my faith and how I can interact with other people, I, it's not necessarily like 
saying, oh, you need to believe in Jesus, like, that's going to, like, turn people off immediately. Right. And, Debbie, like, could you send that email? <laughs> By the way, do you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? <laughs> but, like, under my signature, Jesus loves everyone. Like, yes. like no, I'm not going to do that. But, mm. like, the way I behave, the way I present myself, the way I speak, like, yeah. you could, like, just do all sorts of things that are inappropriate in, like, your faith walk outside of faith. And, like, yeah, we're broken, sinful people. We make mistakes. But I think for me it's about, like, People know that I am a Christian. People know that I go to church because, like, I talk about that. But I don't, like, pressure people to, like, share that about themselves. But, like, that's part of my life. I share it. Right. So I think that's important Mm. to, like, um, be bold about your faith. Yeah. Yeah. When you're not in a church setting where everyone's homogenous. Like, you're all doing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good for you for sharing. And I think right there there's the built-in authenticity that, you are just sharing what you actually value, take seriously uh, in your life with these people who may or may not, you never know. But I would imagine even if they don't respond in a way they're like, oh yeah, me too, or you know, this or that, that that at least probably has an effect on them. Like, oh wow, okay. Here's... Oh, it does. Yeah. I've caught oh. people like catching themselves about to drop a word that they maybe wouldn't say. <laughs> like, and like, oh, I was, I'm like, it's all right. Like, I'm not going to be like. <laughs> yes. Wow. Lightning strikes from, like, Matt's eye. Yes. It's like, no, that's... You're going to tell on them. Yeah. Like, who am I going to tell? <laughs> yes. Yes. I'll be telling God about that later. Wow. So you get the pastor experience almost. Because that's what Ben and I experience. People trying to filter what they say oh, totally. when, when we're around. It's like... And, yeah. It's not like... It's not quite the way. I'm not perfect, guys. So, like, I make mistakes. I say words I shouldn't say. Mm. But, like, I think it's just funny. Like, people, like recognize that about you or would uh, say something like that I'm by no means like the model Christian I don't know like I don't want people to think like oh he's, sh- he's sh- voting over he's, here yeah like, right no not that's not the case but I think it's really cool like when people will recognize that and know that something's different about you mm-hmm. and like they can figure that out yeah. that puts their curiosity out there mm. yeah all this really actually stems from it, it it's it's <laughs> we don't really get super like historical on this podcast. No, but uh, let's give our, let's try our hand at it. Yeah, yeah I mean, technically, this is kind of this is kind of Luther's one of Luther's uh, big main contributions. Oh, yeah. super That's super true. helpful contributions to to uh, to to understanding his doctrine of vocation. And uh, let's see, where is this quoted from? Uh, this is a it's a it's a small book. Luther speaks on vocation. Listen, God is calling, but it's got a quote of Luther and it says this. This is great. It is a pure invention that pope, bishops, priests, and monks are called to the spiritual state, while princes, lords, artisans, and farmers are called to the temporal state. This, indeed, is a piece of deceit and hypocrisy, yet no one is intimidated by it. And for this reason, all Christians are truly of the spiritual estate. So there's no difference among them except that of office. We are all consecrated priests through baptism. Mm. Right? That's, and that's, I mean, that is, I mean, that's some, I guess, <laughs> some old jobs that nobody has anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Princes, lords, farmers, artists, except for shoemakers. Farmers, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but but again, that yeah, that, that one is not called that pastors, church workers are not called to the spiritual state and uh, discover or you know any, any anybody any business any you know any service anything any industry that exists is not called to the temporal state. But all Christians are called to the spiritual state and, and really viewing. Uh, our jobs is opportunities to, to serve God, to, to, to work 
um, with with our lives to, to do it well. Like there's another there's another quote somewhere. I, I don't know where it's at, but like being a Christian shoemaker does not mean putting little crosses on shoes. Yeah, yeah. but rather and means doing making, a bad job of making like right. putting crosses on badly poorly made <laughs> shoes. No, it's making yeah. again making shoes that are excellent and making shoes of the glory of God. Right. Yeah. So in other words, we're that that we do things well not for our glory but for God's glory. And I think that um, yeah. And I don't, I don't know, I don't know if, if if people as they're thinking about their futures are thinking about like following. Okay, what does God have for me? Um, if they if they think, okay, well, if I want to be faithful to God, that means I have to go be a missionary. I feel like I like when I was growing up, I used to think that. Oh, yeah, right. Is that totally. like, yeah. yeah, right. So you yeah, had, you had that instinct too. Oh like, yeah, like, yeah. I gotta go somewhere far away to make a difference. Yep. Right. So in your block. backyard, like yeah, you know, I got it right here. Yeah. Yeah. Let me just overlook all these people that <laughs> yeah, like, I don't really want to talk to though. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. A, it's a weird thing, and I, I had that too in in college. And college was really the time where I got closer to, to ministry. I've even been having some conversations recently with people talking about why you know I'd want to go to ministry. It's always a common question, like why did you become a pastor? All this, and it's it's always a question where I don't have like you know some great story of like wow I was going to do this one thing, but then I did this, or my life changed, and this was kind of like no. I think I just sort of saw the kind of person I was and what I was interested in, you know, like dealing with people. And uh, <clears throat> I thought faith was really important, um, but I would have been, you know, happy doing a number of other things. Yeah. But it was like kind of just, a, you know, I think God would would bless if I chose to do this, but I should also believe that he could bless if I chose to do, do yeah. something else. And I didn't have to, I had to be careful not to feel like, if I go down this specific sort of church work route that I would have been, yeah, that would have been more God pleasing or like really been taking faith seriously, but that you can still make, I mean, an impact with whatever you're doing. And I feel like for that part of the question of taking your faith, sorry, taking your faith seriously, like if, if our two commands are to love God and love others, it's like, I mean, you could do that any number of ways with whatever kind of job you do. I mean, and for the people that's like, okay, if we really want to take our faith seriously, those are the two kind of commands we can really take to heart. It's like, you could love others with making good quality shoes or, yeah. you know, making, doing the best you can at um, compliance, making, you know, doing a, always putting in good work and, uh, you know, you kind of love others that way when you try to do a really good job at your job and yeah. you try to work with integrity and honesty and um, you help people out, like all those things I think make a difference and they are like legitimate ways to love people in that you are literally carrying out God's God's will for you as you just try to do a good job, which again, is almost still kind of a hard thing to like really believe. Like, am I really doing like God's will for me as I just try to do a good job at work today? Like, is that, is that kind of all, all there is? And it's like, in some ways, like that's, yeah. that's a lot of it is just trying to do a good job, not trying to cut corners and yeah. be lazy or be yeah. um <clears throat> someone that is seems selfish you yeah know, you can be selfless in those in those ways which but again it's an instinct that's really i think hard to always remember i think totally yeah we we do look for like the the big ways of serving god and and kind of like highlight and, and lift those up like i was even thinking what with, with students uh like what does it mean to be a that obviously work with students and, and it's like what does it mean to be a Christian student in your school mm. and do you look differently from the rest of your classmates and, yeah. and oftentimes the answer is not really right mm-hmm. again they're a part of the same things but theoretically uh, the ways in which they'll go about the things that they're doing yeah. 
will, will be with a different spirit. There will be, yeah, there's going to be more grace, more forgiveness. There's going to be, hopefully, you know, in those relationships, people stepping up and stepping into places of pain and hurt and coming alongside of other people. But it's not like, it's not like that the student, to be a good Christian student is to start the Christian club on your campus. Right. Right. I mean, like, if you want to, great. I mean, that's, that's not a bad thing mm-hmm. either, but it's um, not the only way. No, it's not the only way. It right. Is. It's not the, it not, not the, maybe the more subtle and more kind of, uh, just, what does it mean to do? What does it mean to follow God where I'm called now? Like, what does yeah. it mean to be a good man? I'm going to be the best person on my sports team, right? I'm going to, I'm going mm-hmm. to work hard. I'm going to be selfless. Yeah. I'm going to lift others, know, up, lift others and... up. I'm going to encourage others. That's what, you know, and that's my calling as a Christian. Now I'm not going to not necessarily need to, you know, preach, right. so to speak. Um, At the but, huddle, you don't need to be. Yeah. <laughs> Turn to, you know, first John. Yeah. I, I think it uh, also like speaks into like your character as a person is like your seriousness of your faith. Like mm-hmm. I think that is kind of like your model. Like how am I going to behave or who am I going to be around other people? And that, shows how you're being serious like yeah. it doesn't have to be the verbal things it can be the i think it's like integrity like to me right. like that says more about you than just like saying oh let's pray together right now like totally yeah i just think the silence of like how you behave and how people see you and view you mm. says a lot <clears throat> well that's true i'll say this that's true also within church work yeah oh, right i mean yeah. like, that is true. so, so in, yeah. in terms of being a person of integrity <laughs> of when there's you know again gossip is not outside of the realm of possibility within church work <laughs> like, like what yeah. <laughs> I'm, well, I, I'm not i'm not kidding though like <laughs> yeah. that, 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 that that church churches and 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 church workers again embodying ultimately a, a spirit of uh, of christ mm. um again would theoretically look differently than the rest of the world. And and sometimes, again, we, we have to struggle with that too, to say, Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm I'm not going to speak badly about this person. I'm not going to be a place for gossip. I'm not going to be a place for, you know, I'm going to build others up and, and, and and put the best construction on things. Or I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to cut corners or I'm not going to to do things in an unethical way. And, um, and, uh, I mean, I know I've known a number of different people though, that, that have been placed in like really, really interesting integrity situations oh, I'm sure. in, 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 in non, and actually in non-church work. Church work, there are, there, there does seem to be some, I guess, some boundaries uh, and sometimes those are, those are crossed, right? Yeah. Ultimately. But I would say that like, I've heard of some people that have been in just really difficult situations that if you wanted to move up, you kind of had to, mm. you know, compromise or whatever. And, and, and some folks have, and some folks haven't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I can imagine that would be really difficult. I mean, yeah. like in a, in a, in a corporate setting. I, I mean, I have a certification in compliance and I'm held to like a higher ethical standard be- to keep that. Like I have to like abide by these requirements otherwise I can't keep that certification. Right. And I mean like there's nobody that's like sitting there like, oh, did you do this this year? No. Okay, you're done. Like there's no like checking it, but like you agree like I'm going to follow this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to report these kind of things. Like, yeah. mm, like it's almost like the Ten Commandments or like something like to guide you like through like this is what you should be doing or right. how you should behave or this is like setting you apart from whatever else. So like mm. that's how I take that seriously right. mm. in what I have to do in my day to day. And theoretically those those laws or those, those things are like, hey, this is 
this is just going to make work better. Like uh, yeah. again, it, it's it's what's just like the Ten Commandments. It's not about like don't do. It's actually about hey, this is this is what we're called to yeah, do. Not yeah. just punitive. Yeah, right. Yeah. Just yeah. ways to for call sure. people out. But we need to follow this so that everything goes well for, for exactly. Everyone. Yeah. When yeah. I as as you're talking about the way that you interact with people is a, maybe a more significant or there's more opportunity there to uh, kind of live out your faith. Like just thinking of all the kinds of conflicts that can arise in, you know, more like interpersonal conflicts that can arise with, with workplace stuff. And you laugh and we, we I mean, yeah. anyone that's worked in any place knows that those are inevitable. Like when you're working with people, there's going to be those conflicts. And I, at least in theory, you know, Christians can be people who, it's like how you handle those situations right. that you can really show people like, oh, this person was gracious and patient, but also cared about honesty and integrity. Yeah. And when it served other people, they, you know, were forgiving. And what it, sure. you know, it, and as far as they could be forgiving and be a sort of a peacemaker, they were a peacemaker. And it's like, it's all those things that aren't necessarily in the job description, but all those like little <laughs> inevitable situations where there's conflict, there's misunderstanding, like the way that you walk through those, I feel like that's, and you could speak to that, like if you've had situ- situations where you've had people maybe misunderstand you or like opportunities where you could show a little bit of grace or something, like I feel like that's got to be some powerful ways to, to show that you live differently. Oh, I I think every day it happens. Mm-hmm. Like I, <laughs> I laugh because this just happened yesterday. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you wake up, Workday starts at eight. I have an eight o'clock meeting, like right, like right when the day starts. It's like, oh man, I gotta get on a little early, prep, you know, like be ready for this. I didn't really know what was gonna happen in the meeting because there's like thirty of us in this meeting. Like it's a big meeting. Yeah, lots of different people playing parts. I'm there actually, just kind of like as a consultant for this project that's going on. Really, like there to like speak to anything if there's a question. But like I didn't have any deliverables, so it was like really like. I'm just there to listen. Deliverables. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull that word out. What next time? You know. Hello. Well, do you have any deliverables today? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> but anyway, sorry. Uh, no, no, you're good. Uh, but I'm just sitting there, and there's just like a fire explosion of energy of these people like going at each other. Like, well, I did it the way that it's like trained and described, and this, and they're like, and this is wrong. Like, they're like just tearing this person apart in the work they did. In front of everybody. And, like, there's VPs on this call. There's directors on this call. And I'm just like, this yeah. got really awkward really fast. <laughs> and I didn't even say anything. Should I say something? Mm. Like, should I not say something? Mm. And I'm like, is this my swing to say anything? Like, am I going to start something if I say something? Right. What, role, like, what role do you have like, in this situation? Yeah. Is your voice the right voice? To right. Yeah, yeah. And, they, I mean, they let them play it out. And then a director stepped in. It's like, I think we should take this offline, guys, and like maybe we have a, a good discussion about it and then come back to the group. And I'm like, that was some really good like grace, but calling them out like politely saying, Hey, maybe you shouldn't be like behaving like this. Yeah. And I just like I think that's a characteristic of like someone who has faith. Like I could just be a really nice person too. Like people are sometimes not rude outside yeah. of church. But yeah, totally. uh, I see that as, like, someone taking that opportunity to be, like, I'm not going to call you out and say, you're doing this wrong. Like, even though that person was doing that to someone else, and that person actually wasn't really, like, upset either. Like, they weren't firing back at them. So, mm. I think it's kind of, you, you get to, like, witness 
other people of like what not to do mm. right but also like you have to like keep yourself in check of how am i going to react to this or what am i going to say or not say because it could be misconstrued and then i go to like that whole day you're saying like well maybe you were misunderstood at one point and how did people behave with that it was like oh gosh yeah i it does happen yeah and you have to just like step back put yourself like in their shoes and think how am i taking this mm seriously to like what their concern is of what what maybe i said the wrong way or i used the wrong tone when i was communicating with them like it's just yeah yeah like real examples every day i mean and right there you were wanting to treat thinking about how you treat others the way you'd want to be treated i mean that's yeah that's jesus right there that's right Hmm. it's true i had a thought what was i gonna say i had a when we were so one of the things i think that's interesting to me, especially thinking about the future of, of church too, is I, I think that um, I think there's going to be potentially a, an understanding that uh, both kind of the temporal realm in regards to kind of uh, non-church work and church work kind of moving together in the sense of I see a lot of future of like worker priest models. In other words, like people that uh, that are have a full-time job and yeah. also kind of have, and there's, I mean, there's a lot of people that do that uh, yeah. today. And, and more I, and more. And honestly, I, I see that this, this sustainability of that yeah. greater because I, I think, I think, whoops, I think there's a, there's a weird sense that like, okay, when you're a church worker, that means you're somehow like an expert. Right. Right. That, okay. So you're, uh, you go to get your certification, you're, you know, DCE, you're, uh, your teacher, you're, uh, I mean, teacher's a little bit different, I guess, but pastor and, and then you're kind of like the, 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 the expert out here rather than like saying, okay, um, we're kind of all the body of Christ, all in this together. We're all looking to one another that like that. And it's not like, it's not like just your job to look since you don't work at a church to look at us who work at a church. Right. Uh, we, I mean, we, we look to one another for encouragement for, I mean, we look to the word, we look to Christ yeah. mm-hmm. and, and, and the way in which it sometimes feels or and maybe I'm just projecting or thinking I don't exactly know what 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 I'm even really evaluating, but um, just wondering that the, the future of understanding, hey, really just being intentional with saying everyone is called to pastor, like yeah. everyone is called to in the sense of care for the souls of the people around them, mm-hmm. right? Because I mean, my, and my job as a pastor, and you, we've talked about this before, is not more important than other jobs, right? I think it's got, it, 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 and and I know that that makes people uncomfortable because they're because they're like. Well, no, it says they're going to be, uh, you know, at a, at a higher, uh, uh, what's double, the, <laughs> yeah, worthy of double honor or something, or well, greater honor, greater honor, yeah. but, and also like greater punishment. But, yeah, like, I think it was greater mil- honor, but double, <laughs> the double the, yeah, risk, like there's a and, lot of responsibility that comes with it. But, but, and, and I understand res- respecting that, but, but I, I, I just, I sometimes wonder at what, at what cost we've kind of communicated church work as opposed to. And like ultimately, completely missed Luther's understanding of vocation, yeah. right? And yeah. and the Bible's understanding of priesthood of all believers, yes. and that no one, right? No one, that Jesus says that that we're not to call each other masters, but He's the master, right? Mm-hmm. That that and Paul, you know, some follow Paul and Apollos, you know, but I follow right. Christ, and, and and so I don't know, and I don't even really know what I'm getting at with this. Well, than, I think you're getting at the idea of the same thing that Luther was trying to correct against which was the medieval idea of the spiritual people mm-hmm. that were at monasteries and that dedicated their whole life to 
contemplation and prayer and and then just everyone else I kind of kept <laughs> it kept everything going you know grew yeah. the food that the monks could eat and you right. know, did all that and that was there was this the, the real Christians who almost were Christians on behalf of everyone else right you know it's kind of how it yeah. became like they were they would say prayers for everyone else but then these people wouldn't feel need to pray because they had the monks kind of in their corner and you know this whole system but he was trying to correct against no it's not the the super Christians or the next level Christians than the regular people, it's you're all serving and you're yeah. all serving God. And so that it does level the playing field. And I yeah. think there is that feeling of, from a lot of people that that instinct of the pastors are, are put on a pedestal. And it's, it's nice to, um, I guess it could be worse if you're just like totally, utterly, I don't know, looked down upon, uh, you know, that was kind of what Jesus experienced. So maybe that'd be good for us. Uh, but, <laughs> but, uh, you know, like I'll talk to people so often and more and more, they'll always assume that, uh, well, pastor, I just don't want to bother you. I know you're so busy. you got more important work to do. It's like, I'm going to visit you in the hospital after you had like something really tragic happen. Yeah. This is my job. I hope yeah. you know I get paid to do this. Like right. you are the, you know, I am expected to prioritize you and yeah. prioritize this. And it's like, you know, this like, oh, you've got way more important things to, right. you know, it's nice people wanting to not take up all your time, whatever, but there is, I think, still some more work to do with helping people realize that we're not any different and we're not called to something necessarily, because anyone, and this is what Luther, this is what Bible says, uh, anyone in a way could fill that role of like spiritual shepherd and guide. Yeah. It's the fact that a church, the whole point of a call is that now we kind of have someone who is responsible for making sure that's happening. Yeah. So it's making we're responsible for making sure that people are uh, uh, being kind of spiritual supports for one another. Like, Care for, so yeah. we're just, we're just kind of keeping a look at the, the temperature, you know, we're, we're checking, just making sure everyone's kind of living into that, but it's not as if we're the only ones that have any impact on that. I was sitting here while you're saying that and <laughs> this childhood song comes to my head. It's like, I am the church. You are the church. Oh, yes. We are the church together. I'm like, oh man, like that's totally what it is. Like, <laughs> it's not just like, yes. I'm not the church by myself. You're not the church by yourself, but you are part of it. But collectively we are the church together and we right. have to work together. Otherwise it doesn't exist. Like you alone cannot be just pastor and like everything in Christianity is going to be okay. Right. I can't do that on my own, but we all, we're all part of it together. We are pieces to make that happen. Mm, yeah. Sounds, sounds a little bit like uh, the body of Christ. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that. yeah. Can I steal that? Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, good. You know, no royalties needed. No royalties? <laughs> wow, yeah. very gifting. <laughs> okay, so a related question with this. If you, and you're both, I mean, I know youth pastor, and you're helping with WNL uh, with our youth group for high schoolers. Let's say there's a, a kid that is really passionate and on fire with their faith and now they, they really want to go do mission work that's where they want to be full-time or they want to go be a pastor what would you what would be kind of the questions that you have like would you just say yeah great or would you want to maybe would there be any questions more like would you be worried about them thinking that again <clears throat> thinking that wow now i'm taking my faith seriously so i need to go go really take it seriously out in the mission field? Like, would there be questions that you'd have or like things you wanted to think about to give them some, some pause or would you just say, Oh yeah, yeah, go, go for it. Yeah. That's a really good question. Um, 
first I'd say why. <laughs> okay, yeah. So you just know, ask like, them why they why? want to. Like, well, you know, yeah. what, what it, because again, I, I remember when I was in high school, I was like, man, I, I cared about people, right? I, I wanted to impact uh, eternity. And, and, I, and, and I couldn't really, again, it was more just kind of practically, I couldn't see myself anywhere else. Mm, yeah. so I didn't know what other things looked mm-hmm. like. And, and I had a lot of questions and I really uh, wanted to, again, try to get a better understanding that just kind of led me to more schooling and more education and it just led me to more questions. Yeah. It didn't really answer. What job will let me wonder? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. there you go. Uh-huh. Where, where uh-huh. can I wonder and where can I ponder and where can I learn and where can I just kind of, yeah. enjo- again, what did I enjoy? Again, I enjoyed those conversations more than I enjoyed other ones, right? Yeah. And so I think, and just recognizing that, and so with kids that say, hey, I might be interested in, uh, uh, in pastoral ministry, and there was a student just recently that, see what year is he in school right now he's in college and uh he said hey i think i think i might want to do this uh you know uh, really yeah yeah oh, yeah, wow. yeah yeah I'll, I'll i'll tell you offline yeah it's, it's great he's awesome i just actually just texted him just the other day uh saying man how, how are you you know how are you doing how are you still thinking about ministry i've been praying for you all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff and and uh i think he and his future wife his fiance are just they're on fire for the lord and they just want to they want to figure out hey what does that mean and and again I don't understand. This is the thing. The other thing. I don't understand the doctrine of the call or like the understanding of like the call. And I never got some audible voice of, Hey, you're going to be a pastor right. or Me neither, Hey, you're going to go to this scared. school or Hey, yeah. you're going to do this. I, 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 it's again, I think it's just recognizing I'm going to try to be faithful to what I think God wants. I know mm-hmm. he's going to be faithful to me, whatever that means. Um, and that again, like you said earlier, could be in any one of these places. I could make any one of these decisions and, and, and quote unquote be uh, successful, right. Or right, whatever yeah. that even means. But but I think make a living, make, make, yeah, yeah, make, yeah, make a living, make an, yeah, whatever else. Um, but yeah, I guess, yeah, thinking about the kingdom and thinking about, okay, well, what, uh, what am I passionate about? And, mm-hmm. and what, what places, um, uh, I guess help that. But I, I guess I would encourage an, an individual back to your original question, uh, to, yeah, just ask a little bit about their story as to why and, mm-hmm. and, and what they, what they see in, in regards to the future and also encourage them that if they feel like they have to, in order to follow Jesus, then that's not the case. Yeah. Uh, but if they if they feel like they have to, in mm. the sense of God's called God's them to, me then way. don't then don't Jonah yeah. this thing. Yeah. Right? Then, then don't go the other way. And so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess the question of where does it come from? Does it come from with an internal desire to please God, mm. or does it come from God from an external like, hey, this is this is might be something yeah, I'm God calling you, to. you with God's, this desire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I don't know how you necessarily determine that. I right, discerning that could be <laughs> difficult. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't know. But I, but I think, I think in in hearing and listening to you know very you know a story, I think it's it's where you know what what passion do you have? And if, mm-hmm. if you're passionate about it, passion. I mean, I think that comes from the spirit of God. I yeah. Mean, like you know, apathy. Uh, spirit's not apathetic. Yeah. Right. right? About anything. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. I mean, and so if there's apathy, then that's probably not from God. And so I, I think, yeah, so if there's passion, then I would, I would, I would, I would lean into that and, and, and kind of mm. push that. And then again, figuring out, yeah, what, uh, just, and then shepherding and guiding and, and encouraging and praying for yeah. and going alongside. That's, but, yeah. Well, I think that's, those would be some of the things I would have, I guess, thought of initially of yeah. asking why, seeing like, are you feeling pressured in this or what kind yeah. of pressure is it? Right. So that's good. Matt, anything to, I, I mean, I would agree with all that, but I think, I like got stuck on like when you talk about passion, like I think that shows that you're serious about what you want. Like that that's gonna drive you to keep wanting to do that. And yeah. I, I would say 
whoever's looking for that like make sure like that is what you want to do like is that where your heart is because that that's going to drive you forward and keep you coming back every day to be a part of that and i think your faith ties right into that right every day like you're diving into the word of god you're praying like you're in communication with god and i think that shows your seriousness of it, your passion for it it does it that looks different for everybody, right? Totally. But I think if that's what you want to do in your vocation, you gotta want to do that. Otherwise, you're not gonna show up to do your job. Right. You're mm-hmm. not gonna be excited. You're not gonna be able to want to build those relationships with other people. Right. And really encourage them to have the same thing you have, if you don't have it. Yeah. Yeah. You know that does remind me of something I always love coming back to, with having this. You know, thinking about the specific job of a pastor and what it says in like First Timothy uh, about like qualifications for basically an elder, um, which we would take as qualifications for like a pastor. Yeah. And I love ever since the, it was pointed out to me the first time back in college, actually, when I was thinking about ministry, that this kind of blew my mind that out of all the qualifications listed there, only one of them is about uh, an ability that you have. And it's the ability to teach. Hmm. So like. The one skill that they that scriptural the scriptural skill is that you are able to to teach and that uh, can you know you can identify that in all kinds of ways, sure. but then everything else was all about your character. You know, there's like nine or ten character like requirements, like a person that's not quick to anger, you know, a person that's not given to drunkenness, you know, people that you like things about the kind of person that you are, and then here's this skill that. You know, is is good that makes it for a good a good um, pastor, but I think thinking about the the character side of things and how Scripture puts such an emphasis on that for pastor, especially because you are trying to, I mean, the amount of scandal that gets caused with when people compromise their character, uh, or even when their gifts and charisma outpace their character, that's always a dangerous thing. Yeah. Um, so it is a, for that role specifically. For someone th- thinking about pastor, like is this someone who not not saying people have to be bro- um, people have to be perfect, of course, but is there it, as far as what they care about? Do they care about um, the kind of witness that they that they give and like yeah. being above reproach? Like are they are they willing to sign on that kind of lifestyle of not giving scandal and making that like a top priority? Because if they are, then I would just taking scriptural sort of ideas about this. That would be a huge thing that that I would uh, yeah. maybe consider it. You know, commend to a kid to, to think about like yeah. you're gonna be you are gonna be held to a higher standard and true. you know if you don't mind that then that's you know, taking maybe, your faith seriously yeah then, so then that's awesome. a perfect and goal you, for you to jump in yeah you can bless a lot of people if you don't if you don't mind that but if you're like if you're worried about that uh, for whatever reason you know I totally get it and that's not a bad thing but it's just something to think through and I feel like that's one maybe unique thing to for for people to consider but otherwise I feel like what's nice about our understanding of the holiness of every kind of job. From you know, mom to accountant to compliance. Uh, what's yeah. your what's your official role? I'm a title principal compliance specialist. Bingo, principal compliance specialist. And I would love to like you should do like a, this is what I did in my day and you know do it some kind of YouTube video. I'd watch that. You get lots of views. That'd be interesting because again the whole thing just blows my mind. But uh, the nice thing about the the holiness and the the value of all these jobs is that you are kind of free. Yeah. To just do something that interests you, that you're skilled at, yep. and looking for a job that 
asks you to do the kinds of things that you enjoy doing. Uh, and I think, you know, there's all those kind of, we have talked a little bit about personality assessments or just things you enjoy doing yeah. and the kinds of jobs you like doing or the kind of tasks. And it's like, it's not wrong, I don't think, to try to be aware of those things and then try to find a job that would allow you to steward your your gifts and your strengths and your interests. But well, I've been rambling. Uh, <laughs> I like it. It's been yeah. good. No, I, I was just looking at this, uh, at this mm. book here too of uh, kind of the, the concept of work and finding meaning in work, mm. right? And I, I, was, I, it was, I was thinking about the fact of um, not many jobs give you an identity. Mm. Like, like say, well, I guess doctor, right? Gives yeah, you an identity. doctor's a big one. Has a title or whatever. Or, or pat, like pastor is another one of yes. those that, that some people, I don't care if people call me pastor right. at all. No. Like I really don't. And, and there's some people that I say, don't, that's weird when you call me pastor. Yeah. Like that's, <laughs> Just, just, just don't do that. Yeah. I, like, I always say first name. Then there's some people that yeah. that like are like, no, I have to call you pastor. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, like I, okay, that I, I, and I, and I understand it comes from a place of respect, doesn't yeah. it? And I totally, yeah, all totally good, goodwill. Yeah, yeah, all the things, but but the, the concept of yeah, do we derive meaning from our work and an identity from our work, mm. right? And uh, and or 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 does or does our work flow from our identity? Right. And yeah. so, mm. and so, and then what is our identity? Like identity. And then obviously yeah. a, a, a Lutheran understanding, we have mm. identities. Okay. We are, we're baptized, right? We are, we are in Christ. Yeah. And then, so our, our vocation is something we're called to do as that, as a, as a baptized child of God, as a priest of all believers. And, and, and that then our ultimate identity is not pastor. Mm. Our ultimate identity is not, you know, is, 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 Child of Christ, God, child of God. A, yeah. yeah, member of the body of Christ. Yeah, yeah, and so and so, I guess that that concept of how people view church workers and how people view non church workers and, and 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 what identity that gives and yeah, uh, and I, I I like okay, so what 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 Jesus does with Nicodemus, mm. right? He says, mm. "Hey, you got to start over, dude. Mm. You got to be born again." You've you've lived your whole life. You've rung. You have climbed the yeah. ladder of spiritual success, but you're on the same playing field as this. Is this broken leper? Is this mm. is this decide again? You need to be born again. You need to start over. And uh, spiritually speaking, yeah, right? and, and the, the childlike faith that it's mm. not. We're not up here. And I and I and so I'm always just very, I guess. I don't want to say cognizant because I'm not all the time, but but I I, I want to think about okay, the times where I think that I'm up here mm. or where other people think that I'm up here, mm. and, and 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 I want I want to be like, hey, this is the kingdom of God is is down is is down here. It's not yeah. it's not trying to get up to this spot up here because we're never right. going to get there. Yeah, we're never going to be good enough. We're never going to know enough. We're never going to feel like we have an understanding enough. We're never going to be a good enough person. Uh, pastorally or unpastorally speaking, we're never going to be up here. And so, how can the kingdom of God just transform all vocations um so that we understand that that we mm. start down here that we start again that we were born again that it's down here it's not it's not up here and so that i guess that's a uh the one of the things that i i guess i wonder about and i wrestle yeah. with is how do we how do we do that better mm. like how do we how do we uh because i don't again i don't want to i don't want to make people feel bad and say don't call me pastor i mean that that seems right. a little bit like Aggressive. Right? <laughs> well, that's you. That is aggressive. <laughs> that is my title. But... Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. No, you know you're I mean? right. You're right. Well, and I think there there's a book that I love called Callings for Life. Did we? Did you read this? 
young adult group. I don't remember if you were there yet. No, I was not. But he has a great way of putting what you just said. In all of your callings, live out your calling. So in all of your callings, in all of your vocations, to be husband, whatever, let your calling, like called into Christ's kingdom, like called into life, like your baptismal identity, your life in Christ, let that fill all the ways to live out and operate in all of those other things that you do and like your work too. Yeah. And like in all of those, whatever you else got going on, live out your, your ultimate calling uh, of your identity, like live out your identity basically. Yeah. But I just liked his little wordplay on the callings that you have, but the yeah. one ultimate calling. And yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a great question. A lot of things to wonder with, uh, <laughs> with that one. And there's, it can be answered so many ways, but I think that is like the right kind of question to ask with that. You're right. Well, Matt, I feel like we barely scratched the surface. I know. There's so much we could talk about. There is. We didn't get to hear more about compliance. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about some yeah. other time. Yeah. Are you off today? I am off today. Okay. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, well, any last words of encouragement or things you want to share in this in this whole thing about anything? Yeah, I just think um, you can take your faith seriously in whatever vocation God's called you to. I, I think it's sometimes you have like this expectation that like there's this huge mountain to like please god of Mm. like how can i please god in what i'm doing and like how can my faith be real Mm. it can be real in the simplest ways that you will impact people without ever knowing that you did it and it doesn't have to be like something magnificent Mm. like it can be the simplest of little things Mm. I, i think god's called us to so much that we can see that in various aspects of our life Mm. we could probably do a whole nother podcast on all those different things yes yes maybe we'll have to (laughs) now that you mention it well that's good stuff matt thanks Thanks. for sharing your your wisdom your insight yeah thanks for having me yeah um it's gonna make another compliance show (laughs) to say you've been very compliant the whole time thank you so much i just but uh all right i think i think that about does it um so thanks again for listening. <laughs> Why do we laugh at the end of that? I don't know. Like, we always laugh. <laughs> uh, but always, email them. Guys. Yeah, like, email. Them email. We did get our first email <laughs> oh, that's from right. our one and only Matt. Well, am I connected to that? You forwarded it to me. So I you... think I sent you the password. So oh, so I'm going to sign You in. should. Okay. I'll give you access to it. It'll be fine. Yeah. But yeah, reach out. Let us know what you think. If you got any questions. Or if there's a question you want us to address, we would love to... <laughs> or we'd love to invite you on the podcast yeah invite you on the podcast if you want to uh, spend some time laughing with us then that'd be that'd be awesome to have you on but as always thanks for listening see you next time <laughs> <laughs>